0: Imagine a future, and our imaginings horrify us. They won't fear it until they understand it, and they won't understand it. Used it.
1: Theory will take you only so far. back with another episode of the real table i think this is episode six six i think this is episode six this is crazy this is episode six i cannot believe that um i'm just still doing this thing it's crazy um life is crazy people are tuning in people are loving it people are asking to be a part of this thing and it's it's awesome um, and I'm glad to that people are interested and love to tune in and love to keep listening and hearing what what I have to say and what other people have to say so that's been awesome and so I appreciate just like all the support and love from everybody um, but today we're gonna be talking a movie another we got another movie review today so this is number two and today we're gonna be talking about Oppenheimer Christopher Nolan's twelfth film, a drama, uh, biographical film about the atomic bomb and who it was created by. Um, and today, I'm not gonna talk about it alone. I got a, I got, I got a guy on here. He's been one of my closest friends for the longest, for the longest time, and I'm so glad that he was able to get up on here today. Y'all, give it up for Jaden Nichols. Jaden, what's up, bro?
0: what's up bro i'm excited to be with you today
1: dude this is sick this is awesome
0: we've been talking movies for years it's about time we get it on wax
1: i know go ahead and tell uh tell everybody a little bit about yourself
0: yeah so i went to bowling green state university for school i studied human development and family studies i was really interested in the way people work and then i ended up going on staff with our campus church. So now I'm a pastor in training. So I ditched my master's degree in counseling mm. to be a pastor. Let's go. Mm-hmm.
1: I, re- I still remember Um, I remember when you got baptized and then I remember when you were like, I'm going on staff and everything. Like, mm-hmm. It's crazy to think like I'm 26 now and you're how old?
0: 28.
1: Dude, it's crazy just to think like that happened maybe what five six years ago Mm -hmm. it that feels like a whole another lifetime i know it's it's so weird like now i'm like i used to go to bg and i used to go to school but now i'm like i'm living a completely different you know like life is just different like i don't mm -hmm. see the same people anymore i got an actual job it's like this like life is weird
0: it is. It's weird, and I've I haven't left. So you, a bunch of people have gone. <laughs> this is the way it goes. We've had we've had people come in and leave every year. Uh, it's, yep. I have I have fun with it though. It's cool. I get to meet new people every single year, which I like.
1: Yep, that's sick, dude. So, bro, let's get into it. Yeah, Oppenheimer, that's... the three-hour biographical drama about J. Robert Oppenheimer. I think I said his name right, J. Robert Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Um, dude. First off, what did you think?
0: I really enjoyed it. I, I should give some context. I'm not a Christopher Nolan stan by any mm. account. I like oh. about half of his movies that he's put out. Yeah. Um, so like, I love all the Batman movies. I know that there's some opinions that are differing on which ones, but right. I didn't like Tenet. I watched it twice and Whoa. didn't feel that moved by it. Um okay. Interstellar's okay. Oh, um,
1: oh
0: Jaden. I know I'm gonna ruffle feathers here. <laughs> but I really, really liked this film. Okay. I love I love a movie that's three hours that doesn't feel like three hours. And mm. so uh, the pacing was phenomenal. Like if there was if there was my first takeaway, just the way that the dialogue was paced was so well done. Yeah. Just masterful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think I was fearful. I think sometimes on first watches, depending on which Nolan movie, I feel like I walked out and go, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. And then watching it again and going, oh, I kind of like it a lot better. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, this is three hours. It's a biographical drama. I don't know if I'm going to really love it. I like Nolan and I like, I like what he does and I'm like I don't know if I'm going to love it. But then after after the movie ended, I was like, "Wow. That was that was deep. Mm-hmm. It was heavy."
0: I mean, it comes at you like right away like you're like you better keep up with this pacing or yep. you're going to get lost. Yep. Um and even like the first hour is paced a, sl- a tad bit slower than the rest of the film is. Right uh, when it dips in and out of his visions that he's having, yeah, um, it kind of sets up. Those shots were really cool. Um, that was all practical. I know that's I. It still I was I, every shot that it was like that. I'm looking at. It, I'm like, what the heck did they do, Dude, to get that going?
1: <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah, I yeah, it was yeah. The practical effects of that was super sweet, but yeah, I loved how when you get into it, I think. I think I w I don't say I don't know if I was confused. I think I just started trying to figure it out and piecing how this movie was going to be told. Mm-hmm. Um because just also just so everybody knows, we're diving into some spoilers. So figure it out right now what you're gonna do. You're gonna listen or you're gonna wait, watch the movie, then listen. Well, we're you, gonna be diving into some spoilers. If um, you haven't heard but
0: there's a bomb that gets dropped. The, the base,
1: the, I mean <laughs> You know, with this movie, I'm like, it's 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 not that, you know, not that deep when it comes to spoilers. Um, But like, yeah, like when it first starts, you're just I kind of like I'm trying to figure out, okay how are we telling this? Are we telling this like a normal story? And it's like, no, like we're weaving in and out, like we're telling it from these hearings that he's in, these hearings that he's in. And then we're jumping in back to his, you know, when he was younger and then they're pacing up. Into, like, kind of like when the bomb is being created, but it's also still weaving in and out of, you know, the hearings, which is, I thought was a pretty cool way of telling it.
0: And that's a pretty standard Christopher Nolan trope, the the two timelines kind of going on. Um, yep. Yep. So I, I kind of expected something like that. So it wasn't that jarring for me no to problem. see that we were going to different spots. Right. So I think my brain was prepared for that. Maybe not everybody would be.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. I think yeah, that's and I, I think I'm also blown away by the responses because people are like um, I don't think this is a movie that people expected to connect with in the way that they did. Like I think a lot of people felt like it was going to, they thought it was going to be boring. Mm-hmm. Um, some people compared it to it's um, a film that came out maybe two years ago. It was called Mank. I think it's by David Finchner, directed by David Finchner and it's about The creation of Citizen Kane, uh, which is held as one of the greatest movies of all time. And that movie generally, I think people, some people loved it, but then some people, I think like me, were like, this is kind of boring. Like Uh it's, I mean, it's a cool black and white movie, but it's kind of boring. But I feel like this one, it had some life to it just by Mm -hmm. uh, the way the pacing was and the way that they were able to tell just the overall story.
0: Yeah, that and the, the acting was phenomenal. Like, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's not a bad spot. I nope. saw some some funny tweets about people who couldn't get past Josh Peck randomly being there, but I <laughs> I thought that was fun.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't even know who you start with. I mean, we could talk about how great Robert Downey Jr. is in there. Dude. Uh, man, I, I don't know. He did a phenomenal job.
1: I think he's for sure. Like they're talking about it on Twitter. Like I think he's for sure a lock for like Oscar. Best supporting. It. Yeah, best yeah.
0: support for sure. He's a lock. Mm-hmm. Ain't no
1: way. Um yeah, he's a lock. I think Killian could be a lock for best actor. Oh yeah. He was he was phenomenal. And he, I feel like he always is. No matter what mm. he's in, he always is a really good actor. But I think this is what this may be his first like actual lead lead in a I film. Think it maybe is.
0: it's it helps that he looks like the real Oppenheimer slightly. Oh my gosh, that played it's into crazy. his advantage for sure. It's, it's easier to get crazy. In
1: the world. Yep, and Nolan, uh, yeah, Nolan nailed. Nolan nailed that. He nailed oh, yeah. that for sure when it comes to casting.
0: And to your uh, point about it being potentially boring. I think it helps that Oppenheimer being a genius and being kind of quirky. Yeah. That helps out the story a lot that he's just this kind of bizarre dude who had the weird thing happen when he was at school. And then
1: it's
0: got some interesting backstory, really interesting relationships that he's in. (laughs) Like trying to understand what's going on. just strange.
1: Dude, what are you
0: doing? Yeah. Messing around. (laughs) I I know there's been some discourse about how like the women actors were used in this role.
1: I was gonna get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you
0: think about that? I actually think it there's something brilliant about using somebody like Emily Blunt, and her not being even like a top four role in a movie. Like, yeah. Can we normalize like really good actors being really good like in the fifth in or sixth? Small. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why people were so upset about that. Like, I think she chose it for for. A reason that the scene that she does have a, a bunch of speaking is really good it's like one mm-hmm. of the highlights of the film i think um yeah she does really well i think there's just too much medic commentary on the way that women and and genders and race are used in in stories like when you look at a biographical film like this yeah i, I prefer it to be as true to like how things looked and who was there and and how prominent they were like you'd just be lying if emily blunt had yeah a bunch of dialogue in that that Mm -hmm. didn't actually happen
1: right and i think too like um like when people are thinking about the criticism like the like the movie is called and yes the movie is called oppenheimer because it's about him and also nolan i think he's framed he framed the movie in a way where it's like you're seeing everything from him Mm -hmm. like from his mind and from his point of view. And like the movie also deviates into black and white at times because it's not from his mind and from his point of view. And so it's like, I guess I could see the criticism, but I'm also like, I kind of defend it and be like, I don't know. I feel like maybe this is how Oppenheimer looked at these relationships. Maybe he looked at, this is how he just looked at, you know, being in relationships with these women and you know how they didn't say much and how you know maybe what they did say didn't translate in his mind and wasn't as uh wasn't as a focal point or you know whatever but i just you know just the way the movie is framed is like i feel like it's so specific to why they have such smaller such smaller parts
0: yeah i think you're right cuz based on the relationships and the number of relationships that were not very healthy or quite successful by any yeah. health standard, yeah, it makes sense that he probably was not the most attentive guy, mm-hmm. especially when you're that much of a genius. He probably had all kinds of other things on his mind. Yep. But even like his relationship with Florence Pugh, like that one was cl- whatever. I forget her name, but like her character clearly is unhealthy. That relationship yep. is unhealthy and it's very well depicted as unhealthy and yep. so like i don't know why we get upset that unhealth is projected as unhealth
1: right her her name i got it I got it right up here it's uh jean tatlock that's right tatlock
0: yeah i i saw a funny tweet of another pastor who watched it he was like loved oppenheimer great movie two very unnecessary sex scenes <laughs> and i like they were man. random they were kind of random Especially I don't... the
1: third one the third one I... I was like
0: oh i was like yeah
1: Where are you I get. I think I get what he was trying to do and what he was trying to portray, but I'm also like,
0: ah. he was trying to communicate the. Yes. Uh, yeah, he was. I know what he was trying to communicate, and also like, fr- based on Florence Pugh's movements the last couple years, I could totally see her like, if this wasn't suggested, her suggesting it anyway. Yeah. Being, being filmed how it was. Yeah. So I, it wasn't shocking to me to see Florence Pugh do something like that. No. At this mm-hmm. part of her career.
1: Nope on the way the, the stuff that she's been wearing on red carpets and stuff I'm yeah like, oh, okay yeah kind of
0: jarring sure yeah yeah but yeah i don't know
1: yep it's it's so funny when those scenes came up you can hear little murmurings in my theater and i'm like oh, oh yeah. my gosh like people <laughs> I, and it's funny because it like they wrote i won't say they wrote an article but it came out they're like oh there's a there's a sex scene in Nolan's in Nolan's new movie, and it's rated R. And then people are like, "Oh, Nolan's got a sex scene in a movie," and I'm
0: like, "Oh my <laughs> gosh, y'all are annoying." <laughs> just too much, too much. It's just too much. Uh, but it's like seven minutes of the whole th- three-hour runtime.
1: Right? Yeah. 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 You put all of them together, you're like, "Uh, maybe we could we could do without that. We could do without that." Yeah. <laughs> um. There's one aspect we 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 haven't like touched upon, and that's the score. Mm. What did you think about the score?
0: I think so. This is how I know a score is really good: is it's getting me really in locked into the story and where they're at, and I don't even notice the music. And I mm. felt I felt that way a lot about the film; like it felt like I was in the moment. And then it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't till the third act. Where I'm like, this music might be historic. Like dude. this might be like a historic score, especially the third act, the music they use for that. Oh, really good. It's so good. hmm It's uh
1: Ludwig Gronson. He's become more of a prominent name uh with films lately. I feel like he's becoming I won't say the new Hans Zimmer but in a way he's becoming uh, a little bit more prominent when it comes to films. He's, he's been a part of black Panther, uh, Tenet, creed. He's been a part of a lot of projects and he's, he's, you know, he's constantly contributing. Oh, Mandalorian. He, he did the score for that. So he's becoming more and more prominent uh, within the, the film world and, be, and within like movie scores and film scores. And I think, yeah, it's crazy, like, and not even just the score as as good as it is. I think the use of sound in the movie, um, it really like it kind of grabs you, like the use of silence in a way like mm-hmm. like when we see the atomic bomb when they're testing it and they're, they're doing it for the first time and they're like, OK, this is the moment. Like if this doesn't work, we're screwed. If this works, it works. It's just what we what we came here to do. And so in that scene, a really captivating scene. It's it's very intense and it's like going it's like okay, here we go. Here we go. It's 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 coming countdown. Countdown is coming 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 and then when it goes, it's like it's silent. The bomb mm-hmm. explodes and it's silent. It's weird. It's just silent and you're looking at all these faces and just everybody just taking in this explosion that is miles away. And then eventually, um, the explosion catches up. And, you know, the like the the after effects of the explosion catches up, and it goes. You know, you see all this boom, and it actually hits them. And you hear the sound, mm-hmm. and you see the wind get them, and they're like, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa!" And so it's like that moment where it's like, okay, this anticipation of them um, building this atomic bomb and then actually testing it, and then for it just to go silent, like you don't like, it's almost like we're far away with them. And we're experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And then it just, the sound just comes in and it's
0: just like, wow. Yeah. You can't do a historic scene better than that. And like really getting you into action. Yeah. And that's the perfect use, or I should say non-use of sound like that. I've, I can recall in a movie in the last, I don't know how long I remember the theater I was in. It was on opening night, pretty yeah. full dead silent. Dude. Not, not a word. Nothing. Mm-hmm. not a
1: bag not a popcorn yeah not a popcorn bag not not nothing breathing like it was nothing it was just, like you could hear a literal pin drop
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was crazy and then later on they do the same thing because we get to this moment in the movie where i feel like at first Oppenheimer he was I don't know, his motives, uh not his motives, but his outlook kinda shifts a little bit after they do this after they create this bomb and then they no longer have uh control over it, like the government takes it and say, Hey, we're taking it from here, you know, you're done. And then, you know, he finds out they find out that they dropped the bomb in Japan. And then it's kind of, I guess it's kind of like a rally or something. And he goes up and he speaks mm-hmm. and it feels very, very traumatic. It's like, he's, he's, he's uh, fighting with himself, um, not fighting with himself, but he's had, there's a lot of tension within him. Cause he's like this bomb that I was a part of, not just a part of, but I led and I helped create like they just drop that on a lot of innocent lives and then you see like all these people in this rally and they're cheering and it's this this moment you you see like the bomb kind of go off like the light of the bomb go off and you see different faces of uh different faces of people that are at the rally and it's like their faces are getting burned off a little bit it's not mm-hmm. as graphic as it sounds but like it, there's imagery of their faces kind of getting blown off and he's looking at different people and he's seeing people that are happy and then they're no longer happy. They're sad. And it's just like, um, and then it's eventually we get to this moment where he's talking and it also goes silent. Like he sees people cheering and people, you know, just doing all types of stuff. And it's just another one of those moments where it's just like, it's silent and he's just almost like, Kind of gripping where he's like, he's really dealing with it. Like, he's really in this moment where it's just like, what did I just do?
0: Mm. Yeah. And I think moments like that are great cinema and it communicates yeah. what he's feeling. It communicated the humanness of it. He's wrestling with the morality of what he did. Yeah. He's just, he's on a roll of his brilliance. And it, mm. from what started as an interest in quantum physics, quantum mechanics, yeah. now we're here years yep. later that is that's got to be bizarre to to reflect and think back on and then that dude knows better than anybody how that thing looked when it exploded he knew he knew what those atoms were doing yep so it does i like that it it brought us into like where where his brain was because i think mm-hmm. a lot of us think of like oh he's the just the genius behind the board and then he probably thought nothing of it right like, no nah, nah, he was wrestling with this like to some degree yep.
1: Yep, it was crazy. That was that was a moment, mm-hmm. and in, I, I mean, I think he kind of knew too, um, because the movie just as it weaves in and out. There's a there's a he meets with like he meets with Albert Einstein, and um, them they have a meeting and he talks about, I think kind of him making the bomb and doing this and Albert's like basically like he's like um, it's all on your hands I guess I kind of I can't I can't remember the exact dialogue but it's a moment that we don't hear until the very end weirdly and it kind of yeah go ahead
0: I thought it was a good reveal, honestly. Yeah. I, I was wondering yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole movie if they were gonna come back to it. Yeah. And they did.
1: Yep. Because you see him talk to him and like early on in the movie, and he walks away and then uh Downey's character comes up and was like, Hey, what's up with that? And then we just never hear exactly what's up with that. Mm-hmm. Um and that that's a whole nother story about yeah
0: well and it's the thread of like all of his paranoia robert Dino jr's character was based on that one interaction with albert einstein and so it's the thread that ties the whole movie together
1: I, it's wild it's wild it's i think it's one of those things too like for people that haven't seen it it's like you gotta go see it because it's the movie. Like I said, the movie's three hours. There's so much to unpack with, um, just the story that no one was telling, and that's one of the threads. So it's like right now, it's like what that doesn't make sense. But like when you watch it, you'll see that moment, and it'll go away, and then eventually it'll come back. Um, it'll come back at the end, and you go, oh that's that's what they were talking about mm-hmm. do you think like in that moment at the end where it's like okay funny enough something that happened way back when kind of in a way we were reminded of it do you think he was you know do you think he was wrestling with the idea of building it then
0: i don't know it's i i wonder what the the actual book what it mentions about that yeah. Cause I think, I think overall the movie does a really good job of communicating just the complexity of things like this. Like it could have been a hour and a half movie that just tells a story of, of him becoming a scientist, making the bomb, dropping the bomb, and then him being upset about it. And that could have been yeah. it, but yeah. that, that doesn't tell the whole story. Cause there's so much more complexity of all his relationships, all the people that he was involved with throughout the time, his yeah. political affiliations like yes. All this, yes. All that that's stuff huge. Does t- yeah, it it all ties into the uh, the complexity of the story. Which not to pivot too much, but the the part of the politics that's hilarious is I saw another tweet that said, "Just watched a three hour movie trying to convince me that dropping the bomb and and our our country were non communist or something like that." <laughs> it's it's like a hilarious hilarious way to communicate that Oppenheimer wasn't a communist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah that's also another another weird uh not weird but another uh story thread within that like they thought he was he was he was a he was communist and that he was working with communists and that he was doing a whole lot of stuff um and communicating secrets et cetera et cetera et cetera and that's kind of ultimately why he's in those hearings those i was say kind of fakeish hearings like he's being framed. I won't even say frame because he's not really being framed in anything, but like they're kind of lying on him and basically saying, hey, like, hey, you've been working with the communists, right? Like, Mm -hmm. well, then how did this happen? How did this happen? And it's like, well, this was all set up by this one dude because he thought Oppenheimer uh, turned all the scientists against him. And in reality, it's like, no. (laughs) He actually didn't turn the scientists against you at all, bro. And you're just no. mad for no reason. He's just paranoid. <laughs> He's paranoid. <laughs> uh like what like what did he say? What did he say? To, what did Albert what did he, uh Oppenheimer say to Albert? What did that conversation happen? And he find out what he said, and you're like, first off, that's deep, but then you're like, So homie was mad for what? He tried to okay. take Oppenheimer down for
0: what? If there's any like great moral of the story here, it's don't assume people are don't talking assume. about you or thinking Bro. about you. I tell my students that all the time. Like, listen, nobody is thinking about you as much as you think they are. Yep. But the inverse is also true. You have more influence on people than you realize. Yeah, so yeah. So yeah, your yeah. words and actions. Yeah, they have influence, but people are not thinking about you like
1: that. No, no.
0: People are thinking about themselves most of the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're all selfish people, so we're thinking about us.
0: Oh, yeah. The time. <laughs> so it's it's hilarious. This dude spent years just obsessing over him thinking that Oppenheimer is talking about him and hating yeah. on him. And, and this is time, Robert
1: Downey's character.
0: Yeah. The whole time, Oppenheimer doesn't give a rip. He's just trying to build a bomb. Dude. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. The hater energy is just crazy. Yep,
1: and then the, and then at the end, uh, you know, he gets called out for it, which I still haven't connected the pieces. How I, I don't know how. Uh, it was Rami Malik's character. I don't know how mm-hmm. he. I can't put that. I haven't put that together yet. I walked out. I was like, I didn't. I didn't get that. But his character, in a different, completely different hearing, comes out and he's like, um, this dude Strauss. His name Strauss. He's like Strauss is basically been trying to take down oppenheimer (laughs) he didn't say that but he's like this dude is he's tripping
0: Mm -hmm. it's a nice little tie-in like that was a a good way to do a whole like court courthouse theme Mm -hmm. like i remember when uh where the crawdads sing came out did you ever see that movie yeah yeah that caught a lot of flack because it it ended with a courthouse justice whole thing like i don't get tired of that like if you do it right, like this was done right. Yep. That's why I don't think you see people complaining about this one. Mm-mm. Whereas where the crowd had sing might've been a little more run of the mill, uh, right back and forth of the justice system. But I, that was my favorite movie of that year. So maybe I just have a thing yeah. for, for those kind of scenes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was well done. It didn't, it didn't, I feel like it didn't, they didn't overdo those scenes They gave you exactly what you needed to hear and what you need to see. And then it would take you back out and mm-hmm. keep going with the story. It was, you know, it weaved in back and forth, back and forth, which is super duper
0: cool. Yeah. If, if you're listening to this and, and you're thinking about seeing Oppenheimer and you've got ADHD, like I'm praying for you, bro. That's, oh, yeah. Try, trying, trying oh, to man. follow this movie if you have that is mm. probably tough.
1: Mm, Lord. But yeah. It's well done. Yeah. Do you think it's, uh, do you think it's Nolan's best from the oh. Nolan movies that you've seen?
0: Oh man, that's a good question. I'd have to go back and look. Let me pull up his his track record. Like Batman's one of my favorite superheroes, yeah, yeah. so it's going to be kind of hard. And that I saw those movies at a time in my life when I was younger, so like those are always yeah. going to be impressionable on me. So I don't know if I'm looking at his filmography like I really like The Prestige. That's that's one of my favorite Dude, that Nolan movie is movies. Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I, I don't know, Oppenheimer might be top 5 if I mm-hmm. as I'm looking at this. Like I, I recently re- rewatched Memento. I don't really like that movie very much. I get lost I, in that one. I don't think I've seen that one. You should watch it. It's really interesting. And then I All never right. was a huge fan of Inception Oh, Jaden. I know, I know. I I I know that's going to make people mad, but Inception, like Interstellar, three. Dunkirk okay. is a great film. That one's good. See, for I me, wasn't high on
1: Dunkirk.
0: For me, I just I didn't feel like it has any rewatchability for me. Yeah, like that's that's my only knock on it. But it was really mm-hmm. well done. Okay, but I don't know Oppenheimer. I like really thoroughly enjoyed this. This was probably the first Nolan movie I've enjoyed this much since The Dark Knight Rises.
1: Nice. Which that movie also I feel gets a lot of flack
0: for no reason. Come on. For no it's, reason, it's but I love movie. it. It's a yeah. good
1: movie, dude. It's, it's a great so movie. freaking good. Um Yeah, I think I don't know. It might be top 3 for me. I do want to give it a, I, I do want to do another rewatch cuz again, it's a it's a big movie and there's a lot in it. But I do think it might be top 3. I do. It's up there. Yeah, like any, any, if anything, it's up in the top for sure.
0: It's like on prestige level for me. Like if I mm-hmm. was to tier list, Christopher Nolan's movies, those two are like one, one and the same for me.
1: Yep, yeah. that movie is also trippy.
0: I know that movie is wild. My wife and I recently rewatched that, and it's it's good every time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to yeah, I'm put that on my list to rewatch, but. Yeah. I'm hoping though like I'm hoping this is the year. He hasn't won an Academy Award. Oh really? Yes, he's been nominated hmm. for five.
0: I would have thought the Dark Knight would have got something.
1: Mm-hmm. It didn't it didn't get nothing. I mean the only thing it got was uh I think supporting actor from um Heath Ledger. I think that's it's the only thing it got. Deserved. Yeah. Which is deserved. Yeah. I'm hoping he, I mean, we still got, there's tons of movies and tons of predictions left, but I think, I think he's definitely going to have a, hopefully a best director now, even with, and that's the funny thing. I think even with this film being, you know, it's, it's coming out so early, it's July and the next Oscars is until what? I think March. There's just, i think this movie holds so much weight where it's like man uh this is this is one of those movies where it's like it held so much weight i think it's going to be a, a movie we can for sure look forward to for the award season
0: well, especially sure. it's
1: right now since i mean the actors are on strike writers are on strike yeah who knows how long the directors aren't on strike now for talking about campaigning and we and the directors are the only people that can campaign he'll be there and that'll Mm. be huge
0: so 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 for you then based on everything you've seen this year so far where where does this one line up
1: um there's still plenty of movies i need to see i think it's top three Mm. I think my number know you one. you like
0: Spider Verse, right,
1: bro? You know I was about to say it. That's my yep. number one. Jaden don't
0: like Spider Verse, y'all, and it hurts my I d- soul. I didn't dislike it. It's, I don't know. Maybe once, <laughs> maybe once I see the second part, maybe I'll, I'll come back on it. But there's some of the scenes felt like TikTok to me. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to describe that. But like when TikTok. he's we're getting yeah we're getting off topic but like yeah some of those scenes i'm just like this feels like tiktok like they're just trying to look at this spider-man look at t-rex (laughs) spider-man like what are we doing uh yeah that's probably
1: uh that's probably number one for me uh number two um it might be john wick I need to sit down and think about this a little bit more. I think it might be John Wick is number two and then probably. I mean, we're
0: through half the year. So you got to have your half first half of the year list. I know
1: I got to get on that. We had half a year already. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about their half of the years. And I was like, um, huh? Some of those lists. I was like, that's not, (laughs)
0: let me throw a random one at you. This movie I randomly watched. I think it was on maybe Apple. Um, Jerry and Marge go large. Have you seen that?
1: No. Who's it, in that?
0: Look that up. It's Brian Cranston. Jerry. It's one of, It's in top three for me that, so far this year. That movie was so good. <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> I know it's the so na- random.
1: The name itself makes me go, "What?" Jerry. It's and based Marge. on
0: a true story of this old couple who started playing this lottery game where the guy figured out the algorithm for it and figured out how to win it. And so he won huh. he kept winning it over and over and over again. And the lottery company didn't do anything about it cuz they thought it was great cuz people are still playing the game, they're still making money on it. He just happens to be winning most of the money. And wow. it's a cool it's a really cool story. Okay. And I'm I'm a sucker for like for movies that are based on true stories like Oppenheimer
1: yeah. and yeah. something like that. Oh, you know what I forgot? Speaking of based on true stories, Air
0: I think oh, I might yes. shift
1: John Wick out of that position.
0: Phenomenal. I'll
1: put Air up at number 2 and then Oppenheimer at 3 and then we'll go John Wick. That feels better. I mm. forget about Air, but yeah, Air is fantastic. But yeah, I'm going to check that movie out since you said it's you yeah, recommended it and you said it's good I, I have really i'm gonna be honest i have never heard of this movie never that's
0: that's the one you gotta throw on your list okay. another random one that's good again it was on some it might have been apple plus i don't know sharper <laughs> sharper sharper yes look that one up that's i don't think it had any advertising no what's that has, one about it's julianne moore that's the only reason i watch that okay. I, I like julianne moore and then Justice Smith, who was in, oh, what movie was that? Um,
1: Detective Pikachu.
0: Yes, yes. So I was oh. like, okay, Julianne Moore and the guy from Detective Pikachu. I'll go and check the out. And Sebastian Stan. Hmm, That's okay. a good one. All right.
1: Dang, look at you giving me the movies now, bro.
0: Yep, those are some of my top five. I'd put Air in mine, too. Megan was a okay. good one
1: i forgot about um, megan too that, that was see, just that, a fun it feels movie. like that was
0: forever ago i know i just recently watched it i missed the theater run and then yeah i waited for streaming to come out
1: that movie was nuts
0: i was like mm. what is
1: happening yeah it was weird like it was like it was trying not to take itself too seriously but it was also like this doll can kill you
0: <laughs> i'm glad they're doing a second one so i'm kind of hyped to see that yeah they yep
1: they are um I'm intrigued by that and see what they do with the story. But. All right, bet those are on my list. Have you seen have you seen Barbie yet?
0: No, my wife okay. wants to go see it. Um, I don't want to see it in theaters, particularly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know I, I'm really curious to hear your opinions on it, because I know you just saw it. Everything I'm hearing of, about it sounds like I would hate it. Besides it's... the fact that I like the actors that are in it.
1: Yeah, I think the one thing I say we won't get too much into it because I'll do a whole another, I'll do a whole another episode on Barbie. But like, I think the movie, it just is isn't for. Don't get me. Wrong, I, I'm, I'm I'm a person that you know that loves women and believes that they should have rights and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and I believe you know all the all the right stuff. Um, but I feel like the movie is made for women. Mm. Like, it's like, it's one of those things which, like, I guess as guys and as men, we can have opinions on it. But, like, the movie is made for women. Like, it's mm. it's made for them. Um, yeah. So, it's one of those movies where it's like, there's some people that are like, "Oh," da, 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 da. I'm like, well, like, think about it. The movie wasn't made for men. Right. Yeah. It was made, to, it was made for women and i'm not mad about it at all and it was entertaining and it was a fun movie um the acting is is phenomenal and it's one also another one of those movies where it 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 doesn't take itself seriously it, like it knows exactly what it is and what it's doing mm-hmm. and that and for that i'm like i respect it like you're not trying to be anything that you're not you know
0: yeah that makes sense i did hear that it it does a good job of like dunking on barbie itself like the company and all that but then at the same time realizing it's the vehicle for what's making itself money right now Mm -hmm. so i kind of get that
1: yep yeah all all the all the women that love it i'm like good like like if you really think about it film wise and landscape wise like there are movies that are clearly directed towards men and there are movies that are directed towards a oh, wide yeah. range of people and then there are movies where they're directed towards female and they're four females and i'm like yeah that's great
0: what a Love perfect that. example of that one of my students texted me said she had seen, she saw it she said it was really funny lots of themes about patriarchy body image showing emotion so maybe not for you but it's really funny yeah yeah <laughs> so i like that's okay. perfect that's perfect <laughs> She knows me well enough to know that's probably not for me. Yep. That's a perfect way.
1: That's exactly the way to put it. It's like this is exactly what it's about. Hey, it's probably not for you, bro. <laughs> and that's okay. Yep. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um final thoughts on Oppenheimer. Why why should people go see it? Like why? I know our thoughts were a lot of. I think it, this was a hard movie to kind of talk about. Not even yeah. just because we were we were uh like we were trying to avoid spoilers because we weren't, we were talking about some stuff, but like it was one of those movies where it was just big and there was a lot to it. And there's a lot to the story, mm-hmm. um, whether it's pacing, whether it's dialogue, things being said, etc. cetera. Um, yeah. Why should people go see it?
0: Yeah. I think if you're one, if you're somebody who hasn't ever heard the details of the story of the atomic bombs, go see it. Like if, if you don't know, or if you're like me, who vaguely remembers something from school yeah. about the story, and I knew the name Oppenheimer, go see it because uh, yep. it's the the ties in with with Albert Einstein and uh, Heisenberg and some of those other characters. You'll start to connect the dots and be like, ah, okay. Um, so yeah, and then too, if you're just like somebody who really has an appreciation for good film, good editing, uh, go see that if if movies are more of your take me out of reality, um, maybe not for you. Maybe if you, if you, if you want a roller coaster ride, this probably isn't it. Um, but yeah, that's who I think should see it. Yep.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm a person that I think the name Nolan is what led me to watch the film and to see the big names in the movie goes, okay, that's interesting. And it's based on a true story. Um, I never really knew the story of Oppenheimer and how the atomic bomb um, came to be. So I think it's definitely um, a perfect movie for people that don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. And that, I think um, even if you come away and you go, well, that wasn't the most entertaining movie and I didn't really like it that much. It, it I think people should see it because it's one of those things where it's like, it's a history lesson and it's good for us to like educate ourselves on history And within that, there's just a lot of cool layers um, that kind of makes us think and humbles us and goes, wow, like this is like this is the reality. Like we know the reality that the bomb dropped and that it, you know, it it killed and destroyed a lot of lives. But okay, what does this mean for the people that did it? Like not even just how it affected them, but like. The essence around that, the darkness around that, Um, it makes for a really intriguing movie with, like you said, great editing, um, brilliant sound design, great direction, and really great acting, Um, so yeah, I'm with you for those reasons, and yeah, those are definitely my reasons um, for going to see Oppenheimer, but yeah, it's definitely on my list to go see again, I don't know when. Cause it's three hours of my life. I got a car back out, mm-hmm. but it's a commitment. Yeah, and I I drove all the way to Ann Arbor, which is an hour. Oh, from Oh yeah, my, you saw the IMAX. Yeah, I saw the IMAX, right. dude. It was sick. It really was. Like the sound, just the screen. I'm gonna have to get out there more to see more movies on IMAX, cause that's the way to go. It it really is. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna be per. Be a little picky on what movies, because that's an hour of a yeah. drive to be driving for the I've movies. S-
0: I've seen one IMAX movie, and it was a Transformers movie. <laughs> Which one? Uh the second one. I can't remember what it's okay. called. Revenge of Boy- Fallen. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Yes. Hey, they that's really, a good
1: movie to see on IMAX. They key.
0: really pushed like you got to see this one on IMAX. Yeah. They weren't. Hey, messing you around. saw it. <laughs> and it was, I did. I bet it was dope. It was People cool. hate on
1: Transformers movies, but those action scenes, bro.
0: Bro, it's unmatched. like a roller. That's like a roller coaster movie. Like you want to get out of reality and just enjoy a ride. That's it. Yep.
1: Yep. That's the one. All right, bro. This was fun. Thank you so much yeah. for getting on. Uh. Yeah. We'll, you. We'll have to get you on here again. On talk. Keep for talking sure. more movies. Yeah, you are one of my. You're one of those guys that I do talk about with movies a lot and we'll text and we have a group chat going on about movies and stuff like that. So y'all gonna be hearing more from Jaden in the future. So Jaden, thank you so much for coming on this podcast, bro. For sure. Glad Uh, to be here. Yes, bro. We'll do this again soon. As for everybody else, I will see y'all soon. Uh, Barbie episode should be coming really soon right after this episode. So stay tuned. I'll see y'all soon. Peace. Thank you all again for joining me today on The Real Table. Make sure you follow and share this podcast with anybody that loves movies or somebody that wants to just know more about the movie culture. Thank you so much. Once again, you can also follow me on Instagram at The Real Table Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at The Real Table. Once again, thank you all so much. I'll see you all soon.